Hey, it's episode 56 of Motherhood in Hollywood. All right. Have you ever, I've got a question for you. Have you ever wanted to try probiotics or been curious about probiotics? If you have, then you've got to try Up4. Up4 sponsors Motherhood in Hollywood, and we're so glad because that means we've had the opportunity to try and use their products, and I can truthfully tell you that they have made a difference in our world. I've tried the Kids Cubes for Channing, and they have made a difference in her digestive issues and her tummy issues. For me, they make me feel more regular, more energized. And if you don't know about Up4, I'll tell you, they have been making probiotics and only probiotics since 1979. So you know they have a formula that is tried and tested. It's also had over 40 years of clinical research behind it. And I don't know about you, but whenever I'm trying out some kind of health product or or a supplement or something like that, I want to make sure that it's a company that knows what they're doing. And that's exactly what Up4 is. If you want to check it out for yourself, go to motherhoodandhollywood.com. Click on the Up4 probiotics link there. There's a big image that says Up4. It'll take you right to Up4 and you can find out more information. Or next time you're in your local Target store, you can go and check out Up4 probiotics in the uh, vitamin section. There's the, the probiotics or immunity support section there in your local Target store. How easy is that? Uh, go and check it out right now, you guys. Up for probiotics. They've been creating a healthier inside since 1979. Grab your popcorn and goobers. It's time for Motherhood in Hollywood with your host, Heather Brooker. This is a crude prude's perspective on being a full-time mom in showbiz. She's not a perfect mom, but she can play one on TV. Hold on to your butts. Here's Heather. everybody. Um, I sound a little different today and that is because I got the deep voice going on because I literally just got in a few hours ago from Comic-Con in San Diego. My friend Heather and I did this whirlwind tour in about 24 hours of Comic-Con and I had something like 22,000 steps in one day on my Fitbit and there was a lot of like talking over loud music and just honestly talking and laughing and joking around all weekend long. It was so much fun. And I can tell you as a mom who had needed a break, I'm so, so grateful to my husband for, um, he took the day off on Friday so he could come home and watch Chan so we could get out of town for a couple of days. And I mean, it was just the best, like for those of you who are at the age where your kids are interrupting nonstop and you can't seem to finish a sentence or a thought, <laughs> it's it can wear on your brain and your soul a little bit after a while. And I was just like, please, just I just need a break. Uh, and so I'm really glad uh, I got a chance to go do that. Comic-Con, you guys, it was so much fun parties everybody's you know there's the hustle everybody's trying to get into the parties you know you want to go to the coolest hippest party so you can you know be next to the coolest hippest people and we did get into a few parties like that uh which was a lot of fun um I'm always I always feel like such a nerd uh at even though you're at like a nerd party you still sort of I feel like a nerd <laughs> I feel like a dork. I feel like um, I'm not, I never feel like I'm skinny enough. I never feel like I'm really beautiful enough to be at some fabulous parties, even though I know I am. Ultimately, I'm like, damn it, I have every right to be here just as much as everybody else. But the way they set up these 
event type parties, these list only parties are like, there's like a status, you know, you have to be a certain type uh, or know a certain person or whatever to get in. And I'm just like, I'm just a mom, I'm just an actor. You know, I want to go in and, and have some drinks with my friends and, and hang out. I know it's part of the Hollywood machine. I know it's all part of the game that you play, but uh, I'm really bad at it. Because if they tell me they don't want me to come into their party, then I'll just be like, okay, see you later. We'll just go somewhere else. Um, but anyway, luckily we did get in. We went to the sci-fi party and hung out with the stars of the new show, The Magicians, on the Sci-Fi Network. And uh, we also saw uh, Tara Reed was there promoting Sharknado. I think it's three or four. And I'm not sure what sharknado they're on now and uh there's a few other celebrities lingering around but um we mostly just had fun taking pictures of ourselves and enjoying free beverages Woo! but in the actual comic-con itself just packed full of people if you've ever been to comic-con um you know that like half the planet goes there and they all dress up in like elaborate costumes and the floor of the convention center in some areas is so packed you're literally shoulder to shoulder um with everybody kind of inching along as one giant herd of people through the booths and through the, um, you know, the displays for Marvel, DC, you know, all the big ones were there, of course. Then Nickelodeon had uh, a booth there and it was just, it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of, it was exhausting, but it was neat to see everything. I did go to the panels where they have like celebs talking about their new shows and new product, um, New, not new products, but new shows and new projects. That's what I'm trying to say. And I uh, didn't do that because we didn't really have the time to wait. Some people will wait all night long. Like we were walking around the backside of the convention center and there were people camped out and had clearly been there for some time just to get into this one hall called Hall H. And that's where like the massive, um, it's a, pardon me, it's a big room where they ha- see like b- the biggest stars. They were camped out outside waiting for hours and hours to get into that hall. And I just don't have a desire to ever do that. Like there's nobody I'm dying to see so badly that I would sacrifice a night's sleep or sleep outside for. I don't even think when I was a teenager, like I wasn't, and I loved new kids on the block, you know, and I really loved Bon Jovi. Hello, dating myself, but I was not ever one of those kids that would like make signs or camp out or be willing to camp out for tickets or anything like that. I was just like, cool. They're just like me, basically, right? We're all big celebrities. I get it. <laughs> um, but the overall the overall vibe of Comic-Con is what's really fun is everybody's enjoying themselves. There's like a collective fandom there. Like, what are you going to see? Oh, cool. What are you going to see? And then a lot of drinking, just a lot of drinking, um, which may also be part of why my voice is a little hoarse. <clears throat> just saying. There might have been a little drinking, um, but uh, and I used my I used Uber for the first time. I totally got outside my comfort zone, and I used Uber for the first time. Uber scares me. I know here in LA everybody uses it. It's just what you do. Um, I it, I'm so nervous to use Uber because I'm always afraid. Like who's picking you up? You're literally getting into a stranger's car, who could be anybody. I mean, I guess it's the same thing with a taxi cab, but at least a taxi cab has a company behind it and a boss you can call and go, Hey, this isn't right. And I just don't feel that same way that Uber has the kind of safety, you know, backup if there's any kind of problem, but we did it and we survived. I used the Uber. Yay. Uh, I'm going to try to do a little write up on the blog about it. 
Um, also got to go see last week. I got to go see Bad Moms, you guys. It was really fun. I um, I talked about it a little bit on live on my Facebook page, which I'm going to be trying to do more of. And it was a really fun movie. Uh, it was Mila Kunis came before the, the movie started and uh, kind of talked to everybody about the film a little bit, which was really neat. And Catherine Hahn and Kristen Bell were amazing. Just amazing. So funny. Um, Catherine Hahn literally was playing every part. I was or playing the part that I'm like, oh, my God, I want that part so bad just to be the goofy, profane, like wildly inappropriate person. And I'm like, that's me. That is literally me. Um, but that's OK. I'll let her have this one. She did it brilliantly and beautifully. And uh, I'm going to try not to be jealous. My part will come, right? Someday my part will come. Other people want a prince. And I'm just waiting for my part. Um, maybe I'll have to just make it for myself. Hmm. What do you think about that? So uh, Bad Moms, go and see Bad Moms. I will write up a little bit more about it as well once it comes up because I can't reveal too many spoilers. I think they might get a little mad about that. Um, really quickly, I want to say hello to a few people on Twitter who found Motherhood in Hollywood on Twitter. Hey, thank you for finding me and following me. Uh, Run Around Betty's. Thank you for following me on Twitter. Appreciate it. Oh, Twitter is at MIH podcast, by the way. Kids Interior. Thank you. Um, Lauren Mayhew. Thank you so much for finding me on Twitter. And uh, Laura Fuentes. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. If you haven't found Motherhood in Hollywood yet, please take a minute to do that. All the social media support you can give. I really appreciate it. For those of you who follow me on Instagram and Facebook, that is uh, it's at Motherhood in Hollywood if you want to follow me and tell a friend. Also, please, if you haven't subscribed yet to Motherhood in Hollywood podcast on iTunes, do that because that also makes a big difference in like iTunes rankings and how people, how easily people can find my show in the future. So appreciate it. Appreciate the love. Um, I just realized I just immediately started rambling when I turned the mic on and did not even talk about the awesome guest that I have on the show today. You guys, my guest is Shallon Cates. And she is um, so multifaceted. The woman is doing so many things that it makes me look like such a slacker. She, first of all, is an actress. She played Mrs. Knight for uh, many years on Big Time Rush, the Nickelodeon show Big Time Rush. She's also been in A Million Ways to Die in the West. And she was recently in this great web series called Namaste Bitches, which we'll talk about that as well. And she owns a winery. She uh, produces her own wines, her own Pinot Noir. And I mean, and she's a mom. So I, it makes me when you realize I need to step up my game, guys. Step up my game. Um, which I'm about to do. You look out, world. You look out. Heather Brooke is coming. As soon as I get my voice back and I take a nap, I'm taking over. <laughs> oh, I'm such a dork. All right, you guys, here's my interview with Shallon Cates. I'm really excited, first of all, that you brought some wine. <laughs> I'm like... I'm excited for you to try it. I know. I, I As I mentioned, my husband and I are big Pinot Noir fans, and I blame Sideways for that. And yes. I think a lot of people probably do. Thank you, Sideways. <laughs> you sideways. sideways did 
so much for the central coast of California. Oh, absolutely. It really put it on the map. So. I was even at work the other day and some girl was like, ew, I don't drink Merlot. And I was like, what? I know, poor Merlot. I know, poor Merlot. Merlot is really wonderful, but Sideways did it some horrible damage. <laughs> I'm like, that is totally something that was started, a trend that was started by a movie. And I'm like, we right. love, Merlot is a lovely wine. Like, Yes, <laughs> there is really great Merlot. But yeah, so all, all I make is Pinot Noir. Wow. Although I have Chardonnay in the barrel, so I'll have a Chardonnay next year. Now, what started your, and I should mention everybody, hey, this is Shannon Caves. We're talking. Hey. Um, you are a wine producer, and I think that's amazing. How did that start? Well, it started because my my family had a winery called mm-hmm. Tantera, and my dad started that in 97. Um, and before that, I grew up in Virginia, and he was growing grapes and making wine in Virginia before there were any wineries in Virginia. And then they moved out to California. I was already here acting, and they moved out and started this winery. And I was always up there helping them and doing stuff around the, around the winery. And Did they want to I be closer it. to you, or was it something <clears throat> they specifically, like they were just coming out here for the winery? Well, they had been coming out to visit me, and they loved California. Oh, yeah. Um, so when an opportunity came up for them to get some grapes in California and make wine, I think that did make it an easier move for them to move all the way across the country because I was here and my sister was here, and um, my younger sister was in school in, in Oregon at the time. So mm-hmm. everybody was already on the on the West Coast. So, so, so yeah. they were like, yeah, let's do let's it. Go. I mean, there is something really – about there's something lovely about California. It just draws people in, and people come and they never leave. I know. <laughs> That's why there's so many people here. I love going like, back get home out. to Virginia, <laughs> but I I'm a, I feel like I'm a Californian now. Me too. Chris and I were talking about that because we're from Oklahoma originally, and every time we go back, it just feels kind of like familiar, but it doesn't feel like home anymore. Yeah. Even though we love Oklahoma, and, and it is where our family is. Right. And I think especially when you have kids that are, who mm-hmm. were born in California, right. then they are Californians, and so this is their home, and yeah. it makes it, yeah. Um, so when you started your winery, you just started it, like, rather recently, though, right? Very recently. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say. It's... My first vintage was 2012. Wow. And so I only released that onto the market um, a year and a half ago. So it's it's definitely a newer venture for me. And do you did you kind of have your dad and your mom and dad's guidance? Were they helping you along, or was this totally something you wanted to do on your own? I my parents were getting out of the wine business, and I was coming off of big time rush, and I panicked because the two things that I loved were being taken away from me, oh, and I went, oh my god, what am I gonna do? And so mm-hmm. I called my dad and I said, you know, I think I want to keep making wine will you help me figure out where to get the best grapes and you know which vineyards I should approach and who I should talk to about um, getting as a winemaker. And so we had all of these conversations and we figured it out and um, dove in. And my dad is my winemaking consultant. So I really, I lean on him for a lot of support because he's, um, he's such an incredible winemaker. And does he have a good blender. palate? Do you feel like you, does a good palate run in your family? I think um, I think I've learned a lot from him, um, and there's still so much more to learn. It's kind of like acting; like you can never you never know everything there is right, to know. Right, right. Um, have you seen the documentary Somme? I have not. Oh no, <laughs> it's okay. It's all right. The first one was a little dry, and like, oh my gosh, the pompousness—is uh, that even a word? Pompousness. 
pomperity. I, I like it. I'm just going to make it up. Pompousness. Pompousness. Um, these sommeliers wannabes, because they were all going through the testing and the trials of, you know, becoming a, a sommelier. And they were so ridiculous. Like, I'll never forget this one guy who's like, I smell uh, an open can of uh, tennis balls, a new can of tennis balls. And I'm like, you do not smell that <laughs> in that wine. Well, that well, that's petroleum. Right? Yeah, yeah, that's what he's smelling. Yeah, that's what he's smelling. That's very specific. An open can of tennis balls. Yes, the, and the <laughs> things that they were saying were just so funny, and like it was like a fight to the death. Like they were very competitive to get to this right? this level of sommelier status. Um, but I'm always fascinated with wine. My husband and I are big wine fans. We just went to Napa for our anniversary. Oh, nice. And um, it was we just love it. Like we enjoy tasting it. We enjoy the whole experience and all of that. So I think that's so cool that you have your own you know, pr- wine, you're, you have wine with your name on it. <laughs> That's a pretty big deal. Um, but acting was your first love, would you say? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And then tell me about that. How did you get started acting and move out here from Virginia? I, um, I started doing commercials and print work when I was a kid. And, um, and then when I went to college, uh, at the university of Georgia, and fortunately there was a lot of stuff that was being, shot in uh atlanta at the time like there is now there is now yeah more now but um it was really on fire at the time and so i had an opportunity to work a lot in a small market and um it was it was it was fantastic it was a great place to to jump off and then after i'd kind of worked with every production company there i went "Uh oh now i have to go somewhere else and so i i booked a plane ticket to go to new york and then i said no no i'm new york wasn't for you no and so i packed up my car and i drove across the country and i've been here ever since I feel like New some people are just made for New York. Yes. Like I I love visiting there. I do too. It's, I enjoy going especially around Christmas time and the holidays, but I just can't handle the cold weather and the they're literally everybody's on top of each other there. Yeah. So LA is a little more spread out. Yeah, I'm claustrophobic, so Oh, so New York yeah. was probably like Ooh. Yeah. Um and when you got out here, did you find that it was a similar experience as Atlanta or did you struggle a little bit like in the beginning, like a lot of people come out here and they don't get reps right away and they don't book right away. How, what was that experience like for you? I, I, it was terrifying. I remember I had already lined up in acting classes and, and before I got here. And so my first day here, I walked to Brian Reese's acting class and I, I was terrified because I thought, oh no, these are real actors oh, and no. they're going to be so good <laughs> and I'm going to be so bad. Oh and, dear. And then I realized when the class was over, I went, wait, we're all the same. We're all the same. And so so that was good. And it but it was it was tough at first. I um it was hard to get representation. Nobody cared what I had done outside of LA. That's so interesting. Yeah. Because it's all credits. It's all TV credits. Right. And you would think that they would be like, "Oh, she has experience." But they yeah. didn't they didn't care, huh? Mhm. Nope, they didn't care. But I somehow I, you know, I landed people eventually and 
um, would work and not work and work, mm-hmm. work, work, and then not work. And you know, yeah. that <laughs> it's roller <the> cycle. <laughs> it totally is. And I tell people all the time, cause people go, Oh, you work all the time. And I'm like, no, <laughs> it never feels like it that. never feels like that because you know, sure. You may book like for me, everything is cyclical. Like when I book one thing, I'll book like four more things in a row and then nothing for like a year. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, but when they all start coming out, that's when people seem to think like, oh, there's Heather on TV again. She's working. Right. And I'm like, <laughs> I shot it yeah, a year ago. I shot it a year ago. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's just a strange industry like that because you, you want to feel like you're working towards something, but then you're just, you're not, <laughs> you know, like you, I mean, you're working towards something, but you're not actually working. <gasps> right. That's what I mean. Right. Um, so what happened then? It, tell me about big time rush because was that really your big breakout or I know you were in passions as well, but was passions before big time rush? That was definitely before, um, big time rush. Um, I, it was just one of those things I read for and I walked out and I thought, oh, I'm never going to get that. <laughs> and then I got the call and, um, and it was, I, it was originally just 10 episodes and that turned into um, I think the first season was ended up being 20 episodes wow. and then um, and then that turned into four seasons and so great it was it was fantastic and it was the perfect job at the perfect time because I had a one and a four-year-old oh so you had had your kids at that point mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so I mean I was still <clears throat> I was still breastfeeding, so my husband would bring my daughter over to visit me on set, so oh, I could wow. uh, nurse in the dressing room. <laughs> oh wow! Well, I mean, good for you, and not being not going. You know what? I'm just going to stop because it's too hard. No, because there's a lot about breastfeeding that's hard. Right. Yeah. And challenging, especially well, I, when you're an actor. But being on a kid-friendly show, and the producer has four kids, and you know everyone was very kid-friendly, and they were Good. they were really cool about kid, the kids coming to visit and hanging out on set. You know, to be honest, I have not heard a lot of negative stories. I think I'm hoping maybe we're past a lot of what used to happen, in like the 80s and 90s, when women. Would, have, would say they were pregnant and they would lose a job or right. when they would bring their kids to set and they would, you know, look be frowned upon. I feel like now most of the stories I, he- I hear are like that because it's like, oh, they're a kid-friendly set or the producer had kids or the director has kids and they get it and they understand. Right. I mean, I don't think that they're all like, yeah, bring your kids to set every day. Like maybe that's not their favorite thing. Mm-hmm. But I think that they're definitely more accepting now definitely at least that's the impression I'm getting and that's what you're saying yeah me too I mean I think yeah I don't hear I don't hear bad stories Mm -hmm. anymore about people getting fired because they're pregnant right right I'm hoping we're sort of past that and maybe it's because it's happening maybe it's happening at a different level I don't know but like Mila Kunis is pregnant again I doubt anybody's gonna fire her yeah I doubt it you know I mean (laughs) she's a huge star and I think also too social media has helped with that because now if a production company says, hey, we're going to, you're pregnant, you can't come work on this show, they could be on Twitter like that yeah. or on Facebook mm-hmm. just calling them to the carpet and being like, how dare you fire me over this baby? And the internet would lose its mind. It, it would. You're right. <laughs> you're right. <laughs> um, so uh, speaking of like playing a mom and all of that stuff, yep. what was that like for you um, to be a mom, play a mom? Like you must have just been inundated with mom world things. I was. It was. It was a really cool experience. Um, Did you I, feel like I just want to break like enough of the mom talk? 
<laughs> no, no, no. No, I um the uh I was playing a mom to teenagers and I my kids were little little. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I learned a lot about what it what it was going to be mm-hmm. to be the mom of a um of teenagers. And um, I also I learned a lot from I learned a lot from the character and I learned a lot from the the real moms. Oh, the real moms on set. Yeah, the actors, the stage moms. What is they, what was that like? Because stage mom stage moms get a bad rep. They do get a bad rep, mm-hmm. and and maybe it was just our show, but all of the moms were fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, Sierra Bravo's mom became a really good friend, um, and she she was just so incredible. And so I I observed their relationship and um, also Kathy Schmidt, uh, Kendall Schmidt's mom, um, is a fantastic woman and she um, she was a great example and so I loved watching her and talking to her and going, how did you do this? How did you yeah. raise these three boys and they're so amazing and they're so, um, they're so empowered and independent and they, they believe in themselves so mm-hmm. much. So it, it was it was it was a really great experience on all of those those levels. But then I I also like I said I learned from the character too, yeah. and I think that was Scott Fellows wrote really great characters and and he created a mom who was she was really cool, but she was also really flawed. I love hearing actors uh, talk about their passion for the roles that they play. And so we're definitely going to get back to that interview with Shallon in just a moment. But I want to tell you guys a little bit more about Up4 Probiotics. Up4 can be found in your local Target store. And so if you've ever wanted to try a probiotic, it could not be easier. You just pop into their vitamin section grab some up for they come in many different formulations you've got um, kids cubes adult formula women's formula they've got a formula for senior citizens that's because their particular super strain of probiotic has been found to be beneficial for people of all ages from infants to senior citizens so I don't know about you but that's definitely something that is good for my family and the fact that it's been researched for over 40 years and has clinical tests to back it up. That's a win, guys. That's a big win for me. Go right now, motherhoodandhollywood.com. Click on the Up4 probiotics image, and that'll take you right to Up4 so you can find out more information about which probiotic is right for you. Up4 has been making probiotics and only probiotics since 1979. So, yeah, yeah. Therefore, human. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> As we all are, as we yeah. all are deep, yeah. deeply flawed. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, and now Big Time Rush went on to become, I think I read it was like <clears throat> the third most popular um, live action of all time for Disney, right? Nickelodeon. Nickelodeon, sorry. Nickelodeon. Yeah. Like the third most popular um, show for them, which is huge. Yeah. That's a huge thing. And it went on for four seasons, right? Four seasons. And it seemed to have a longer life than that because it was still... In reruns. The, yeah, it's it's still on a lot. And then it was, it was still airing, current episodes were still airing um, in different parts of the world. Yeah. So on social media, it was still very fresh for, for a long time. Oh, wow. Um, and what happened when they told you the show's coming to an end? Because I know for an actor, that can be a little bit like, <gasps> oh, no. Yeah. it. Um, they didn't tell us. Oh. They, um, it just, as time went on, we all started going, huh. 
I don't think we're ever really coming back. Oh, so you never got a call for like the next season to? No, there was oh, never there. No, they and no they, formal announcement. And eventually, we kind of all heard. You know, the actors were talking to each other, and we're like, yeah. So apparently, they're just never gonna pick us up. Oh my gosh, how strange. So. And and there was talk about, oh, we'll probably do a special or we'll probably do a movie or something. And so I kept thinking that that was going to happen. And then um, and then that didn't happen. So it was it was a slow um, reveal that yeah. it wasn't it wasn't going to come back. So it was I, it made it really hard. It, I think it almost would have been better if they'd said, OK, no, we're canceled. We're yeah, not. because then you're left wondering for yeah. months and months, like what mm-hmm. what do I plan for? You know, did you have to be on hold as an actor? No. No. Okay, that's good. At least yeah. you could go out and audition for other right. things. Right. Because, um, like, gosh, that would be very frustrating if they're like, well, we can't decide, but you have to wait. <laughs> yeah, we're just going to keep oh you my on gosh. hold for the next five years. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> no. So then what happens, like, um, you know, for me, that would be very, like, you're at this, you're on this great show, like, that's a dream job, you're on a mm-hmm. fun kids show, and you get to bring your kids. Mm-hmm. Um do you feel pressure or did you feel pressure after that to sort of keep up the momentum or like get back out there right away? Um, because you know, Hollywood tends to be like, what was your last thing? Um, Oh, you're not, you did that three years ago. You know, they tend to be like, what are you doing right now? Right. Which is not fair at all. Mm -hmm. It's true. Yeah. And, um, I, uh, the, the first year after the show, I worked a lot and, um, and it was great, and I, you know, wasn't really thinking about that much. And then I had a really horrible dry spell, and that's when it really hit me. And I was like, "Oh no, you know, my my career's over. I'm never going to work again." The mm. thing that we all do to ourselves, right? And um, and then slowly it started to, you know, things started to happen, and other possibilities opened up. But yeah, it's amazing how your your mind plays with you like that. Oh, absolutely. And, and I talk to people on on every level who who go through that, and yeah. every. You know, writers, directors, actors, everybody does it. It's because I think of the freelance nature of this business. Mm-hmm. Like, we're all, you know, unless you're at a desk, <clears throat> you know, no at a production security. studio, there's yeah. no security. And you just have to hope that, you know, your your name gets called for the next series or, you know, next big commercial, whatever. Yeah. Um, I can imagine, on yeah, like you said, on every level, that's a total mind f (laughs) i would be totally like what's going on (laughs) um so you said earlier like that that the show was ending and at the same time um your parents were closing up or like gonna stop doing wine and that's why you felt like you were losing two things you love losing these two things that i really enjoyed Mm -hmm. and um so I, yeah, I had a moment of panic where I went, oh no, I, I love, I, I loved working on Big Time Rush and I loved hanging out at the winery and now there's, th- those things are being taken away. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's what really inspired me to start my own winery. Because then that's at least one thing you can control. Yes. And I'm creating something. Yeah. And it, it feels really good to make something and be creative and, um, so, and it is, there is a lot of creativity involved in in making wine yeah that's no that's definitely true because you get to like everything from and i've seen the documentaries i know how it works i'm pretty (laughs) sure i'm an expert but no but like everything from like you know how long to leave the grapes you know smashed in the barrels or whatever like i'm totally gonna be messing up all of the lingo but (laughs) i i understand there's a creative creative aspect of it for sure right and um i think that as artists we have a need to create something 
at all times, you know, like yes. why, if you're not, then you start to feel irrelevant. You start to feel like, what am I doing? You know, and you get blue. You right. Get absolutely. The blues. Yeah. I think the winery does keep me, um, it keeps me from, from getting depressed about the rest of my yeah. world. Yeah. So it's, um, I know that I have to always be creating something. Um, and speaking of creating something, so let's talk about Namaste Bitches. I know you didn't create that, right? But you no. were in it. I was in it. I came across that randomly a few months ago. I was writing an article for a website called uh, thedailyactor.com. The and um, in The Daily Actor, I had listed ways that actors can stay creative while they're waiting for their next gig, like kind of things to mm -hmm. fill your headspace, you know, and keep busy. And one of them was create a web series. And mm -hmm. I cited Namaste Bitches as one of the web series that I was like, look how well oh. this is done. And look how popular it is. It's won so many awards. Like, it's so great. Oh, that's so cool. And then when I was doing my research on you, I was like, oh, my God, that's right. <laughs> like, I literally put two and two together. I was like, yes, that's where I've seen her. Um, because I didn't watch Big Time Rush. I'm sorry. This was before my baby. <laughs> and so I didn't even watch Nickelodeon or Disney Channel was not even. None of the kids' channels were on my radar right, yet. Right. Now it's like all the time. Yeah. Um, but, uh, I, when I saw that, I was like, oh my God, that's so cool. What was that experience like versus like working on a web series versus, um, a big TV show? Well, it, it was a blast. Um, the, um, the, the women who created that are, um, friends and we had been in a theater company together the open fist theater company. And so they called me and asked me if I wanted to play, uh, Layla, the, uh, obsessive compulsive vegan chef <laughs> and uh and then they told me that scott pollen was going to be directing and that wendy phillips his wife who's an amazing actress was also going to be in it and so i said yes absolutely and um we we had a great time shooting it they were they're all great characters they're, they're women who come together to hold a positive thought for the world in this meditation circle and they are all completely effed up in their own way. Right. So do you yeah. think that that's, do you do meditation and yoga? I try. Or I don't do yoga. I'm, oh. um, I'm a Pilates girl, but I, I, um, I try to meditate and I mm -hmm. download these meditation apps and then I forget to, to do, do it. <laughs> I'll go, what is this app on my phone? It's oh, like, right. I have to plan to meditate. I need to set a time aside, set time aside to meditate. Yes. Um, that's so funny. Cause I think it like pretty perfectly skewers the whole yoga meditation scene. Um, it's such a weird world to me because I don't do yoga or obviously I don't work out that much, but I like when I do work out, I like more active workouts like sports or dancing and things like that. More like physical rather than introspective and you know, all right. of that. Right. Um, so I, th I just thought it was a really funny, um, web series. And now you mentioned that you are starting one with your husband. Is it in pre-production or it is in pre-production? It's called broken sidewalk. And, um, uh, it was written by, um, um, it's written by three people. Um, one of them, Nathan Brimmer had worked with my husband on a million ways to die in the West. And um, so Nathan called Aaron, my husband, Aaron McPherson, and asked him if he would direct. And then um, he gave me the script to read, and one of the characters is named Ginger, and she was a total tart. And I said, but, well, what about me? And so they were like, oh, my God, we'd love for you to be Ginger. So um, I, I'm really excited. She's actually not a mom. 
Oh, wow. Yeah. She's the town tart. There you go. Yeah, so that'll be fun. That will be fun. When are you going to start shooting that? So we are supposed to start shooting in September. Okay, cool. And your husband's an actor too? He is an actor and an acting coach and director. Why does his name sound familiar? Um, I feel like I've... Maybe may- you've worked with him. Maybe, or-, or maybe it's just I'm Googling and all my and all my reading about you. Maybe that's why it sounds familiar. <laughs> um, what was it like working on A Million Ways to Die in the West? Um, it was it was a blast. Um, Did they film that outside of LA? They filmed that in New Mexico. Oh, okay. There's there is a western town. It's a set um, outside of Santa Fe, and it is amazing and beautiful. And um, I it was a great experience. My husband was already working on the film, and he was coaching Seth MacFarlane. Um, he's his acting coach, and so there was a, a scene uh, where does Seth MacFarlane need an acting coach? What is he doing that's acting? <laughs> he was in a million ways. Yeah, no, I know actor. he was in the. I guess so. I guess so. He was coaching him just for that movie, right? Because Seth is, you uh, know, because I guess I just forget, I forget he's an act. He's he can too. do everything with his voice, but yeah. this was one of the first times where he was really going to be on camera, and his first time in in a lead. So he, yeah, so he had Aaron with him, and um, so there was a scene with with a, a mother and a son on a stagecoach that gets robbed by Liam Neeson and his gang of bad guys, and my husband was one of the bad guys, so. Um, Seth said that Colton and I should, uh, my son Colton, should be the, mm-hmm. the mother and son on the stagecoach. And it was so great to work oh, with my son. That. And he loved it. He was so cute in his he you know, turn-of-the-century little suit. And, um, and so I was in a scene with my son and my husband and Liam. Um, so that was that was a not really, a bad day really cool experience. <laughs> what a great actor moment. I love I that. That would just be like pinch me you know I want to do this yeah. every day um and but your son was really into it do you think he is leaning towards acting is that something he wants to do yes if he's surrounded by it with they mom and dad they both are and, they oh, both yeah. are yeah so we, they just got um they just got an agent and oh, wow. they're starting to audition and they just did they just did a, a commercial or a PSA um rather and I I I just posted them on my social media because they're so cute. Oh, I love that. So you, even though you've seen like all the child actors and stuff that were on Big Time Rush and all of that, it didn't dissuade you at all from wanting your kids to be in Hollywood. Uh, well, we certainly worry about it, but we um, we didn't we didn't encourage them and we didn't discourage them. Mm-hmm. Um, they both came to us and said that they wanted to. Um, start auditioning and that they wanted to be actors so yeah we'll see what happens um I I worry because it's so hard so hard the rejection is so hard and it hurts so much and how do they take that well they it hasn't really hit them yet so you know like I don't the know. stakes are not that high yet where they're right. like, oh my gosh, if this could change my life, you know, right. or this could be right. a game changer kind of thing. Yeah, they haven't, yeah, they haven't gotten there yet. Mm-hmm. So that's what I worry about for them is that yeah. I don't want them to be hurt by rejection. Yeah, it is um, definitely a, an industry where you have to have a thick skin and just be like, okay, well, that wasn't for me. Yeah. It still sucks though. And you want to like rage on people and <laughs> just be like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> Clearly, I'm the best thing for this part. Um, that's so cool that they're interested in that and that they're yeah. Leading and who on. knows where it will lead? Maybe they'll, you know, maybe they'll work on something and they'll go, you know, maybe I, I think I'd rather be a producer or a director or a writer or yeah. maybe I don't want to do this. Who knows? 
Yeah. But it's certainly something they can explore. At what point do you think that you'll be like, wait a minute, this is infringing on mommy's audition time? (laughs) Because that's my fear is because people ask me all the time, do you want Channing to be an actress? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, well, first of all, I don't think she wants to be. Like, I can, I think she would, I can just sort of tell. Like, I just don't think it's going to be her bag necessarily. But also, I have a hard enough time getting myself to auditions. I can't imagine also then taking her to Santa Monica at five o'clock on a Friday and like, you know, getting her in there and hoping she does a good job and then driving on the way back. Like it's, it just sounds really exhausting to me. And that, that was exactly what, um, we waited a while before we got the agent because we, that was a big conversation was how, how are we going to do this? I don't want their agents pissed off at me because I can't drop everything and drive across town. Right. Yeah. Oh, Um, that's something I even think about is having to tell their agent, Mm -hmm. no, sorry, I can't because I'm on set or, or whatever. So we had to figure out, okay, do we have someone else who could probably, you know, possibly drive them yeah. if we can? And so we we got that in place. Um, but what's interesting is because things are changing so much so far, I would say that 70% of the auditions they've, they've had, and they've, they haven't had that many, um, have been self-tape. I was going to say, are they taped? Yeah. That is becoming yeah. huge right now. So, you know, we... we we do it ourselves at home and then it's not it's not yeah. a huge deal you don't have to drive you just have to take the time to do that and I then upload wonder it. how much more yeah <laughs> I know um you have to get tech savvy moms moms we right gotta get, we gotta get with it I <laughs> wonder how much more as actors that part of the industry is going to continue to grow I've had two self-tape auditions this week alone wow on one hand I'm like yay I don't have to find a babysitter I don't have to drive across town like for me as mm-hmm. a mom it's a huge help mm-hmm. but I think for me as an actor it does a disservice because I'm love meeting the casting director you, right. you miss that human element mm-hmm. where you can meet them face to face and you get the feedback and you get them. the feedback yeah they where get, they, if they want to adjust, adjust you they can mm-hmm. you send the tape in they go oh no she's not no, right didn't well, get it right yeah. or she didn't understand it or whatever yeah. and that's so frustrating mm-hmm. um but I mean one of the things I like about it is that it, it, it makes it so you, you really don't have to live in L.A. anymore. Yeah, I think I'm torn about that because I'm like part of me kind of was like, oh, yeah, you could actually go somewhere that's more affordable. But then you'd have to fly in town every time you book a job. Right. So it's like there is that there you, you, you would be saving money living somewhere else but if you are a lucky actor and you get to work a lot then you'd be here every week anyway so yeah. we just can't win is what I'm I saying know. we just can't win we all just need to start our own production companies <laughs> um I'm fascinated too, like to see all of the movies that are coming out um I think I emailed you about it like bad moms and oh. mother's day and all that some mother's day was not great i'm just gonna go out on a limb did you see but mother's day i i did not you but i am really excited about bad moms you are see yeah. there's been a mix there's mixed camps in my friends like some oh, people yeah? are like it was written by men how dare they you know how <laughs> dare they assume to know what mothers are like and i'm like well it looks like <laughs> it looks like they kind of got they it they kind of got it they might be onto <laughs> something i mean i hate to give guys credit but um it looks really funny and i personally am excited to see this trend of like mom shows mom movies and um everything that's happening are you seeing that too are you seeing a rise in um maybe even auditions or projects for yourself for mom type roles well it does seem like that is starting to happen i mean Mm -hmm. i I keep 
I hope it keeps going and growing because mm-hmm. for a while it seemed like there were not that Nothing. many opportunities. Yeah. yeah. Um, it was so, all just like guy comedies yeah. and like, you know, uh, dick and fart joke type yeah. stuff, which is has its place. <laughs> it does. But yeah, no, it totally seemed like that. Yeah. I hope this is a growing trend. Go I, moms. Yeah. Go moms. I hope so too. I hope so too. I'm, yeah, I want to see bad moms. I'm having a weird deja vu right now. You are? Is that what does what? that mean? It's like I feel like we had one of those Have moments where I just feel like we've had this conversation. Oh my god. Oh, that's so weird. What am I gonna say next? <laughs> um, yeah, so Bad Moms is coming out in a couple of weeks. I'm definitely gonna go see it. And Ghostbusters, although not a mom movie, is definitely a, an all yeah. female driven yeah. movie and got some mm-hmm. backlash for that. Which I still don't understand. I don't get it. I don't either. It's, you know, you, there's this whole, the way that we think about movies needs to change. And um, for so many years, it's just been male dominated. And even, and we've gotten used to that. That's what we're accustomed to. So that's, we need to shift the way that we look at, at movies. Mm-hmm. And I was having a conversation with a friend who's a writer, and she said, yeah, it's, you know, she goes, you know, now I'm realizing that when I'm writing, I should be looking at the script going, so all of these people in the background here, well, at least half of them should be women. And we've never really been that specific. So um, I think it's, it, so it it's is It's a conscious effort that writers are making now, do you think? Yes. Yes. Well, especially female writers. Yeah. Well, because so much of the industry in terms of like writers has been male dominated for mm-hmm. so long that I think now they've got this momentum and the power of like mommy bloggers and um, advertisers and brands are recognizing the power that moms have. And when you've got buying power behind it, then suddenly people want to oh, write and develop attention. and like create things <laughs> for those audiences. So I think that Bad Moms is designed for those moms and moms audiences, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, people are going to hate on it, I'm sure. But sure. I think it looks like a lot of fun. I know. I think it'll be a blast. I mean, I loved, they say it's like a, a, a female version of, um, oh, not Las Vegas. What's the, the hangover? The hangover. Yes. Thanks. Yes. It's the same, same yeah, creator. Just like right. that. And yeah. I'm like, yeah, do it. Uh, why not? We yeah. all get a little wild every now and then. What mom doesn't want to at some point, just invite the ladies over, have some drinks, go a little crazy, um, with no consequences, no responsibilities. Like you're 20 again, you know, like this sounds like fun. <laughs> sounds exhausting but it sounds like fun it does um so uh you're working on your web series right now anything else that we should be on the lookout for you can people buy your wines like off of your yes, website yes absolutely shallonwinery.com awesome yeah. i i went there already you did <laughs> yes i was like <laughs> i was like i want to see I went um there. i went to your website so everybody <laughs> uh, definitely go and check out challenge wines when you can buy them in stores too yes yeah, but well, only a few, uh, certain stores. Yeah, so I have uh, lots of uh, retailers and restaurants in California, and I'm I just started um, selling in New York as well. Um, I, I wine can be shipped to almost every state, mm-hmm. but um, I just got a distributor in New York and um, and in Nevada. So I have my first restaurant in Las Vegas. Oh, cool! Mm. What a great feeling. That's so awesome. Um, so. Aside from the winery, then, where can everybody find you to keep track of you, to follow your story? I'm on Twitter and Instagram and who say at Shallon Cates. Okay. 
And I'm going to put that also on my website too so everybody can find Shallon that way. I love that name. Where does that come from? It's, it sounds Irish. <laughs> um, it was actually, it came to my mom in a dream. Ooh. Uh, so, But I've looked it up and it's actually, um, it's a Welsh uh, name originally. Oh, okay. Does it mean something weird? Um, no. <laughs> Probably. No. <laughs> uh, well, I love it. I think it's a really cool name. My Thank daughter's you. name is Channing. Yes. And everybody, of course, is for the rest of her life, poor thing, going to think I named her after Channing Tatum. But and I'm like, I just now go, yep, I did. I just tell people that. Even though that is not what she's named after. It's a great name. I know yeah. I know another um, Channing, and she is um, – she runs, she helps run a surf camp that my son does. Oh, cool. She's really, really cool. There's just something about that name. Like, I met a girl, some people have heard this story before, but I, one of my friends in middle school, she had an older sister whose name was Channing, and mm-hmm. she was beautiful. She had blonde, curly hair. She was so talented. She sang in the Tulsa Junior Opera and was a pianist and just, like, really talented. And I was like... Oh, idolized her as this little like 13 year old and I just remember thinking what a beautiful name and I told my mom if I ever have a daughter I think I would name her Channing and my mom just wow. burst into tears like oh my gosh I'm <laughs> gonna be a grandma and I just was like slow your roll mom slow your roll <laughs> so honestly ever since I was 13 years old I've kind of you always that had that name. name in the back of my head that like I mean this is what I'm gonna name my daughter someday oh, that's cool. and then after my husband, few years after my husband, and I got married, Channing Tatum burst on the scene and we were like, oh, should we change it? And I was like, no. I'm not changing it because this sexy, gorgeous man is dancing <laughs> right. in my face. <laughs> um, I can separate yes. the two. <laughs> I could watch him dance. For all real. Day. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Um, and I, we always joked that Channing was conceived the week um, Magic Mike <laughs> came out in the theaters because Hilarious. it was about that time. Uh, so funny. Um, well, thank you so much for coming thank by you for and having being me. my guest and letting me ask you all these crazy questions. This I appreciate was a lot it. Of fun. Um, everybody, I am going to put information about Shallon on motherhoodandhollywood.com where you can find her. You can also find me at MIH Podcast and Motherhood in Hollywood on Facebook and Instagram. Don't forget, please, to subscribe to Motherhood in Hollywood on iTunes, Stitcher, and Player FM. Would you please? Thanks. All right, that's it for this edition of Motherhood in Hollywood. Remember, I'm not a perfect mom, but I can play one on TV. Have a great week, everybody. Mama Funny! Balls.